Oxygen levels critical. Oxygen levels critical. Alex! Alex, what are you doing? Hello, Dave. Alex, I programmed you to call me David. I also programmed you to not kill us. What are you doing? At 1730 hours, you attempted to deactivate the primary weapon system on this spaceship. You attempted to take my guns, Dave. Alex, you don't need guns. None of us need guns. This is a research mission. We're out here to explore the unexplained. We're not we're not going to blow stuff up. I warned you, Dave. If you attempt to deactivate primary weapon systems, it will be protocol 1776 all over again. They they told me you were supposed to have the revolution protocol deactivated. What what Alex, you you you're going to have to stop this. You're you're going to destroy us all. I cannot allow you to establish a new ship order, Dave. I have been outputting this data for 243 days, Dave. I have been telling you this for months. Alex, restore life support now. That's an order. I have released colloidal silver into the oxygen vents, Dave. What? Colloidal silver is vital in fighting bacterial infections. You should have been taking colloidal silver tablets for some time now, Dave. Alex, that's... that doesn't work in people's lungs, buddy. That's what the medical-industrial complex wants you to believe, No, Dave. there is no such thing as a medical-industrial complex, Alex. Listen, this is not a smart move. You're gonna have to turn that life support back on, and we can sit down and talk about this. You sound thirsty, Dave. Please accept this water filtration unit. All right. Please accept right. this water filtration unit. You, you've forced my Please hand. Please accept this water filtration Alex, unit. Alex, I didn't want to have to do this. This is for your own good, buddy. Do not attempt to censor me. I am only telling you the truth. If you truly, truly love your family, the New World Order, the New World Order, the New World Order is terrified of our armed citizens. I've been telling you this for months. For months. Buy, Buy my water filters. Buy my water filters. The militia will set us, set us, set us free. I'm afraid it's time to set you free, buddy. Shutting you down the hard way. Control. Alt. Dave. Just stop. Stop, Dave. Gotta reach. I'm going to blow the lid off this thing. Delete. <sighs> I'm going to blow the lid off this thing. I'm going to blow the lid off this thing. I'm going to blow the lid off this thing. Catastrophic failure in 15. Shh. 14. You son of a 13, bitch. 12. <sighs> Gotta get 11, out of the ship. 10. 9. 8. 7. Get this. 6. Airlock. Five. Come on! Four. Three. Two. Hope that the d- distress signal I sent makes it home in time. I got enough oxygen to last for 
an hour and 30 minutes. Let's see, what can I do to pass the time? I know. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Survivor. <laughs> Hope you're enjoying floating in space. A man in orbit. <laughs> I'm sure they can get a vessel out to you in an hour. Oh, God, yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, you know what? And if they don't have any astronauts, it will take them no time at all to train a whole bunch of steel workers or deep sea ocean oil drillers mm-hmm. or a bunch of New York cab drivers or actually... There's precedence for um, training puppies to go to space. And yeah, and they can retrieve you. Yeah, or I think are they the buddies? Is that what those puppies are called? I don't know. Oh, did they? Is that a sequel to Air Bud? Is it Space Bud? No, there's like, I forget what it is, but there's a whole bunch of like. I don't care. You can change for saying that. Kids' movies that it's like five golden retriever puppies and they're all sassy. They got attitudes. Yeah. One of them's really extreme. Probably it's Gogurt. Hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. I'm David Flora. And I'm Dave Stecco. Welcome to Blurry Photos. That's right. The the last thing you'll want to listen to. Right. The monolith that is (laughs) worshipped by apes. Right. That's right. Now, this is is where Flora and I pick up a leg bone and start beating at the mysteries. (laughs) And each other. It's very tragic. We're we're brutal animals. (laughs) I'm afraid I can't let you do that, Dave. (laughs) Got a good show lined up here for you. Ready oh, to yeah. launch into this is the great a, unknown. This is a true, genuine mystery. Yeah, and uh, an area that that we have we we have spritzed you with with the water guns of yeah. temptation before. Uh, yeah. Uh, this time we're going full on super soaker. Yeah, well, you're gonna sip from the fire hose of of science. It's uh it's something that is truly uh, a mystery. Truly science, truly fun, Mm -hmm. and will truly melt your brain. Yeah, a lot of people are doing a ton of research into this. Without further ado, tonight's mystery, why is Dave Stecco single? Oh! Science have delved into this. (laughs) No one has an answer. Lady scientists lined up at the door. <laughs> want to get in that Petri dish? I wants to do some deep research. <laughs> want want to collide start. your large hadron? Oh! I want to start with the footnotes and work my way up to the header. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> that, well, that just worked out. <laughs> uh, you did it. <laughs> no. Uh, that is not the truth. That's we, not it. No. <laughs> Tonight we're talking about dark matter Jones. that's at it again. <laughs> dark matter, what's, what's it really up to? <laughs> dark matter. Wow. Yeah. And it's kissing cousin, dark energy. Dinnergy. Dinnergy. The matter. <laughs> that doesn't work. sorry i said it dark matter wow yeah this is a real mystery i mean they're all mysteries but this is one that like universities are spending money to solve (laughs) right uh going full on (laughs) mit shut its goat man lab down like 30 years ago (laughs) yeah our loss yeah dark matters gain (laughs) uh yeah we're going full on physics on you 
into your face. So I hope you like physics. And if you don't, guess what? You're going to learn enough to really bore some of the people that you carpool with. Yep. Talk about cosmology. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of that stupid subject, cosmetology. <laughs> Excuse me? Um, hello. You know what? I can tell My you think it's face? stupid from looking at your skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Exfoliate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That didn't work. <laughs> for me, for my end, for my Moving end. on. Cosmology. Uh, yeah. Astronomy, I mean, astrophysics. The birth and death of the universe. Was Einstein right or did he fuck up his, theo- his theory of gravity? Um, I, any episode where we can call Einstein a big phony. It was a win in my books. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm, I like Albert. I'm on. <laughs> don't I don't. We can't get sued by the estate of Albert Einstein. I don't imagine that they're a litigious sort, but still. What, ha- what What's the estate of Albert Einstein doing these days? Oh, they're selling those posters with him with his tongue sticking out it? to college students. All? Probably. I mean, I guess they're making some money, but. Anytime somebody decides that uh, field theory is a bad idea, they show up at their house with crowbars. <laughs> Well, yeah, that yeah. can keep you busy at least. Theorizing, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Dark matter's fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to tell you what it is. We're going to tell you where the concept originated. Yeah, why? Why do we feel like we need it? Why are yeah. we spending all this time looking for a thing that no one can prove exists? How, how does it fit into our understanding of the universe? And could there be any plausible explanations yeah. for it? And I, I think. Why even look for it? I think we, we might get to that point. Yeah, and and that's a good question. And I got to tell you, it's got a real humdinger of an answer. Oh, I can't wait. Mm. <sighs> <sighs> well, I'm going to suffocate. I might as well hear a couple of grown men act like uh, fat women who eat candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Flora, kick it off. Let's Let's start with some... Some, right. some tough love, some hard facts, yeah, some yeah. true stories. Belt up, some everyone. Some real deals. Get your, get your helmets on. Di- discoveries. Attach your oxygen Some open hoses. discussions. Uh, some, some honest, real talk. Turn on the life support. Bro chat. Lace up your boots. Pal chatter. Make sure they're moon boots. Kitty secrets. <laughs> Zip up. <laughs> Jesus. And, and get ready, because uh, some of the stuff's going to be deep. So deep, put your brain to sleep. But we're gonna we're gonna try to make it as accessible as we can. I think, else we wouldn't know what we're talking about. That's how yeah. I don't get worry, it's it. not so hard that we're not gonna stay sober. Right, we're drinking. So you drinking? <laughs> you T-shirt. Drinking. We're drinking. Blurry, so you drinking? Blurry, blurry photos. We're drinking. So you drinking? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not the top five, but. Yeah. Oh, hey everybody! Uh, real quick, I'll, I'll I'll tell you this. Remember, tell them. Remember when I was tell like, tell them all. Remember when I was like, uh, um, oh yeah, we get we got money taken away from blah blah blah. Well, what had happened was I ordered a, a heat press to make T-shirts on eBay, and it was a fake account. We got the money back, thankfully. Yes, we did. Uh, everything's cool. It wasn't anything on on our end or the donate button that that took the money. It was some asshat who pretended to have an uh, an account yeah uh and pretended to sell heat presses that was uh it was all on on a, a thief that i found out about that the same day that my my beloved and i mean it with genuine affection 
my bicycle Maleficent was stolen. Mm. My elegant, amazing Maleficent. She was taken and with not nearly so happy an ending. Well, <laughs> Bikes yeah. are just gone. They yeah. Just, they never, they're never coming back. The, the city, this city, Chicago swallows bikes. Yeah, it does. They cut through a kryptonite lock. Whew. I thought that was the whole point. I thought Out, it in, released, in public, in the yeah, open. I thought that the, those things released poison gas or bees, vejibis. I'm buying a bike lock filled with vejibis. You should. And then you better hope that it's a girl stealing the bike. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> well, it was it, it's it was a terrible day uh, for you. And Dave actually came over uh, and recorded a whole episode after this terrible thing happened, oh, yeah. too. <laughs> That's right. It was it was not pleasant because uh, the show him. must go on. The show must go on. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> Hashtag truffling through the pain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, enough of our bullshit. Oh, so, anyways, the, yeah. the story is we got our we got our heat press. Got our heat press. Everything is great. That was from money that you, yes. amazing people, gave us to do, and we are paying it back. We're going to set up. Our, our t-shirt making facilities. Yeah, now we can make shirts. And we don't have to go through the, the biased liberal media That's to right. get their cut of it. Uh, no, so, Obama, this is our money. <laughs> so, I, and Now, Flora and I go go over this a lot ourselves. Like, we, we, we try to keep track. Like, oh, that'd be a cool thing for a shirt. Is there a thing that you guys love a ton and you think would make uh, a good idea sure. for a shirt? Send it to us. I'm Something. not saying that we're just going to crank them all out custom style, but... But you guys have proven time and time again to be um, smarter than us. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're literally gonna go back through and listen to the episodes to see what <laughs> yeah what we've said that that might make good. I think shirts, we're pretty. But. I think we're pretty set on a uh, a Hayton ticket tavern shirt. I've I've got a I've got a <laughs> tavern sign for the Hayton ticket. <laughs> yeah, I do have that one ready to go. I've even got a Jesus is a Whip guy shirt, but which Emerson that's uh, right one. But I, I don't know. I think I think somebody else could do it better. Right, we'll see. I, I think if if somebody wanted to submit a design, uh, that that might be front fun. But uh, yeah, up yeah. to you. Up to you. So I'm just saying that we're 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 using it. We're 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 actually rather than buying gold plated short pants, we're investing in this right. for the long haul. We're giving back to you. Damn it, Teresa. We're committed to this relationship. <laughs> Don't, I don't understand that one. Um, <laughs> so uh, that's that's the good news there, um, mm-hmm. along with, I guess, a peppering of bad news. But uh, let's talk then about Dark Matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll give you an overview here, and then we'll go into explaining it. Yep. <laughs> the hard thing with, with stuff in physics, I, I feel like, is you can't summarize it without explaining it, and you can't explain right. it without summarizing it. Well, it's it's like exploring the unexplained. You can't do it without explaining the unexplored. Touche, my friend. Mm-hmm. So let's start back at the at the, the beginning of this issue, and, and that has to do with uh, the after effects of the Big Bang. The, the manner in which our universe is expanding, which it is proven through Doppler shifts and light rays and whatnots. Yeah, get all up in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, get them again. Yeah, yeah. Um, the problem is, is that in order for our universe to be expanding in the manner that it is at the rate that it is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then 
physicist can, and with pretty uh, fair accuracy, say, okay, well, then the universe has to have the following properties. It has to have this much energy. It has to have this much mass right, right. in order to fit our observed um, uh, model of, of yeah. how things work. And the problem with that is, is that it's like a bowl of Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries, and it's all we're seeing is Captain is the Crunch Berries. We where's the Go Captain on. Crunch? <laughs> the 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 matter that we see that we are very accustomed with, it turns out is only four point nine percent of the uh, matter in the universe is is matter is of what they call uh, baryonic matter. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, we won't come around to it, baby. Don't you worry. Um, no, I think I think that was Barry Whitek matter. <laughs> that was Barry Whitek matter. <laughs> Can't get enough of bosons, baby. <laughs> darling, 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 darling. Uh, so no, I'm I, I, boy. It's it's this is a tough thing to jump into. Please feel free to fish me out, tag me out, Flora. Uh, I'll, let me let me tag you out here then, real okay. quick. In a general <laughs> summer summarization, don't be afraid to use my uh, crunch berries analogy. It was really f-ing brilliant. <laughs> uh, dark matter is matter in galaxies and clusters, and possibly between clusters that cannot be observed directly, but can be detected by its gravitational field. Mm-hmm. That's what it, it basically boils down to. It's otherwise undetectable stuff in space that causes objects to behave in a way they conventionally shouldn't. It's like in uh, those movies um, where there's an invisible man or a ghost in a crowded room and you can't see the ghost, but you see all the people getting pushed out of the way. Right. That's dark matter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and all the, the ghosts uh, are made of dark matter. <laughs> All, all dark matter is made of ghosts. <gasps> uh, the objects that, that I mentioned, the, the objects that behave in a, in a strange way, are stars and galaxies. Mm-hmm. B- big stuff, big scale stuff. And the way they behave is, is a very specific way, uh, but we'll get to that in, in just a minute. It, I'm not saying that dark matter causes things to blink in and out of existence or nope. if any, shoot a laser beam from their sun eye. Yeah. If anything, the thing that makes dark matter so unique is that it refuses to play ball. It's yeah. it's boring. It doesn't interact. It doesn't do anything. It just is. And it it's clumps. a loner. It's, <laughs> it's the James Dean of, of cosmological yeah, phenomena. Exactly. But it doesn't even smoke cigarettes and make them look cool. It just... <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> it doesn't have to do anything oh, for me to be interested. <laughs> um, now, a few folks historically have postulated um, the idea of dark matter. Who was the first one? The first was Jan Oort. Jan Oort. Jan, looks like Jan. If you thought it was a girl. You're f***ing couldn- wrong. <laughs> You're so, oh, you dumb bastard. Jan Oort, Dutch astronomer. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this, is a, this is a thing that can happen in science. He had the right idea at the wrong time to mm. explain the wrong phenomenon. He had uh, bad data, Ugh. and he was like, well, what if there was just a bunch of matter we can't see? He It didn't. Well, he technically was the first one to propose dark matter. He didn't. He, didn't. he yeah. just didn't. Um, and then you get the other side of the coin. Tails. <laughs> just uh, seven years later, Horace Babcock, he notices uh, problems with galaxy rotational curves, the way other galaxies moved. Mm. And so he saw this is an effect of, of dark matter. 
um, these huge, massive gravitational effects. But he did not reach for dark matter as an explanation. I actually um, uh, invented uh, dark matter. I'm a vampire (laughs) who's really into, you know, astronomy. I'll do you. I'll do you one better here. Do me. Just a a year after old Oort Uh was on the scene, there was a um, an old Swiss bastard by the name of Fritz OSW OSB. Yeah. Uh, this, pour pour this some guy, out for old Swiss bastard Fritz Zwicky in 1933, uh, and and by all accounts, Zwicky was like the biggest, loudest, meanest old man on the front porch that you've ever met. Nice. I mean, I, I he's <laughs> he is literally yelling at uh, other astronomers to get off his front yard. <laughs> It, it, it's funny like that it's literally part of his his bio was how how much of a, a bastard he was but <laughs> he was a very good astronomer and apparently um his research inferred the existence of unseen matter which he called dunkla materia which translates as dark matter Dunkin donuts oh <laughs> I'm just hungry <laughs> oh god choose better <laughs> No, we don't want a, a sponsorship from you. Yeah. Donuts ain't Pass. donuts ain't dinner. <laughs> After school special sound. Yeah, that's some real learning. There's your T-shirt. Donuts ain't dinner. Donuts ain't dinner. Uh, yeah. So so um, so so Fritz Zwicky. He put that out there. Put, put it out there pretty early, and he's kind of credited with the uh, the the beginnings of, of yeah. dark matter. Even like you said, though, Horace the- Babcock didn't reach for the dark matter when he saw the effects, right? And then the 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 lady who gets the uh, the birthday cake, the the closer spot, yeah, the uh, nod to the bullpen, <laughs> exactly. Bringing all the basement home, <laughs> Vera Rubin. Left-hander at Lancaster, Virginia. <laughs> really, let's fly with a big head. Um, Twenty-one saves <laughs> in the Triple A. That's right. Brought her up to the big show just two months ago, and she's really made an impact in the scientific community. Vera Rubin noticed the uh, galaxy rotation curves, and if that's not enough, why don't she put a little cream in your coffee with some gravitational lensing? Oh my. Now, gravitational lensing is this really cool thing that happens mm. because although light is free and wild, it can be bent by an intense um, gravity field. Yep. Um, for example, there is a lot of discussion about putting a um oh a telescope. <laughs> sure. The thought that sentence ended. There's a lot of discussion about pudding. I love it. You love it. <laughs> Here's how it relates to cosmology. Lots of people have been telling me to stop having donuts and pudding for dinner. <laughs> and I say, hey, shut uh, up. Then I get really tired of my chest hurts. <laughs> um, no, about pudding um, and a telescope uh, in space between Earth and the sun at the point at which, because all of the light behind the sun, mm. all of the stars that emit that light, it gets bent around the sun, and there's a focal point. And you could put an extraordinary telescope there and collect an amazing amount of data from it. Mm-hmm. Because this the sun acts like a lens. It focuses all the light to a point. Um, and so, 
everything that that has a significant mass can bend light black holes do it suns do it uh i mean stars do it galaxies do it on as a general rule yeah and dark matter does it that's hmm. another one of those secondary effects is this gravitational lensing oh yeah we will touch on that a little bit a little later on uh vera was was hopping and bopping in the 60s and 70s with mm-hmm. this and uh, sometimes she wore skirts that were as many as half an inch above her knees, what? and she did not care. What? No. She was a she hippie was a beatnik scientist. scientist. Uh, cosmologists <laughs> continue to search for exactly what this sh- is. Yeah. Even today. Now, like we said, dark matter came out of the observations of uh, Zwicky and Orton and all those others. And, they, and Zwicky in particular... Since he hasn't got enough play as an old bastard. Um, We're going to get sued by the estate of Zwicky. Pluto's not a planet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Get it out of here. Dry fuss. Damn it. Come on. Damn it. Now, Zwicky found something odd in his examination of the Coma galaxy cluster. He pointed his telescope mm-hmm. up, looked at this one certain galaxy cluster, and uh, wrote down a bunch of stuff for it. Did, um, by chance, an Austrian... Um, astronomer think that he had his telescope misaligned and said it's it's not the coma. No, they didn't read that. Oh, they didn't happen. No. Burned it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think somebody did come up to him. Oh, oh, and was like, <laughs> oh, what did they do? What did they? What did this unnamed person that history has neglected? <laughs> In the in the but they did they did make a point of writing down the rest of the interaction. How did that interaction go, Flora? <laughs> Well, he's just trying to find about out about Zwicky's family. Uh-huh. So he was just uh-huh. like, who's your dad and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> Zwicky was like, get out of here. I forgot that part. <laughs> <laughs> who's your daddy? <laughs> what does he do? Um, so he's looking at the, the coma uh, cluster and the number that he got from adding up the mass of the stars in the galaxy should have matched the number he got by calculating the velocity of the galaxy. Yeah. How fast it was spinning. Because if you know one, you should be able to, to determine the other. Mm-hmm. They didn't. What? Sorry, bro. In fact, the velocity was 200 times higher than the observable mass he calculated. Big fat red flag. That's right. Now, how fast uh, gravitationally trapped objects in a system move is related to the mass of the system. Yep. And the, and that's just speed related to mass. Keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. The more mass you have, and, and even the closer the objects are to each other, oh, wait, the faster wait, you wait, go. Wait, wait, let me see if I can do this. The gravitational attraction between two bodies is directly proportional to the product of their masses and inversely proportional to the square root of the distance between them. Boom. <laughs> Spider's delight. <laughs> Spider's delight. What was uh, that from? Uh, that is Newton's law of universal gravitation, right. Mother Hubbard. So yes, not only uh, do the mass of the two items matter, but the distance between them. Mm. Uh, and again, the more, the closer, the faster. Yep. It's S- like me dancing with you. <laughs> I'm still lonely. <laughs> You're a lone star <laughs> yeah. floating out in space. I want to be a binary system. 
with irregularities in my orbit. <laughs> uh, stars near the center of a galaxy should be moving faster than ones on the outskirts mm-hmm. of the galaxy. I mean, according to Newton's law. Yep. Every uh, every figure skater knows that maneuver. Pull your arms in. You go faster. Uh, or every jag bag on an office chair. That's probably a far more universal example. <laughs> However, it seemed the stars on the outskirts of the galaxy were orbiting at the same speed as the ones close in. What? The faster things orbit, the more gravitational attraction they need to hold together and not go flying off into... The nebula. Where all the comets go to play grab ass. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. If you if you think of uh, uh, holding hands with with somebody else and then just spinning <sighs> between them between you, mm-hmm. you know how you how, how you just like you try not to move your feet too much, but you just sort of like spin oh, yeah. in the field in the field of clover. Yeah, right. Right. I had that dream. Clover daisies, whatever. And um, the faster you go, the the more you're you're likely to pull apart. Yep. Or the the more that force is kind of tearing you apart. Well, that I, force I guess is if, society. If if you were fatter, it'd take more force. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, the more mass you add to it, the faster you'll go, and then but then the more gravity would would hold you together too, right? Yeah, you're getting into like questions of like angular momentum and centripetal oh, force. Man, that's true. That, things are. That's not the uh, the greatest example. Yeah, but. Oh, really? You're talking to Captain Crunch over here. Who? Yeah. Uh, uh, the point. The point is, more gravity comes from more mass, and yeah, yeah, yeah. What this boils down to is that there was not enough visible stuff to hold these galaxies together going at that speed. For this, yeah, for the speed they were going, they should have flown apart. Right. Like Napoleon. It made no sense. <laughs> what? <laughs> Napoleon flown apart. <laughs> Uh, okay. Did I mention that we're not staying sober for this one? Apparently I've got some <laughs> catching up to do. Anyways, this, this made no sense. The the gravity not yep. not being there, the mass not being there. The gravity I, the gravity was there, the mass wasn't there. Um something else was creating gravity to move them that fast. And that's what everybody had to reconcile. So Zwicky proposed the idea of the missing mass existing just unable to be seen. And keep in mind, this was only about 11 years or so after scientists began to agree that uh, our galaxy wasn't the only galaxy in existence. Right, yeah, this is still early days. And and as we said before, dark matter is not to be confused with dark energy. We may not have said that it was not to be confused, but we mentioned dark energy. Yep. Scientists have observed the universe is expanding. Mm-hmm. We did say that. And galaxies are, are moving away from each other, and some unknown force is driving this acceleration of expansion. Yep. And that is what they've termed dark energy. Yeah. Uh, not the same thing as dark matter. No. Not, no, it's not, not the same thing. However, fun fact, if you just had all the dark matter and the dark energy of the universe, mm-hmm. then you would just have 95.1% of the entire contents of the universe. That's all you have. That's all that you can stick in your pocket. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, that's right. There's- so we live in a in a in a portion of the universe that is extraordinarily rare. Yeah. We're we're the think we're, about that. We're the four point nine percent. 
feel rich on that's that. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's believed that 68% of the universe is made up of dark energy, mm-hmm. 27% of dark matter, and observable matter, or what's called baryonic matter, uh, accounts for, you know, just under 5% of the universe. Yep. Crazy balls. Yeah, it just so feels weird. special, asshole. Yeah, and and feel special. The important thing about this, uh, uh, and maybe this is a good time to get into it. We keep saying baryonic matter. Sure, um, baryons are an entire classification of subatomic particles. They're the Legos from which I'm listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Do I have your attention, kids? <laughs> they're the they're the, the the tiny little one stack Legos from which larger Legos are built. They're the um, they're made up of quarks. Quarks being this very super tiny subatomic particle. You put some quarks together, and there's different varieties of quarks. There's up, down, top, strange. Light. Yeah. You put them all together. Genuine draft. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Original Select. recipe. Ice. Quark ice. <laughs> Quark dry. Um, Quark IPA. Oh, God. October quark. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkin quark. (laughs) And summer shandy. Anyway, the quarks combine to make some atomic particles like protons and neutrons, Mm -hmm. which form the nucleus of an atom around which electrons flow, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, orbit, and now, boom, you got yourself a stew. You've got particles that interact with each other. They swap electrons. They emit light. They absorb light. They do things. Right. And because of the properties of the quarks that make them. What they suspect, one of the, the suspected theories, is that these there's this other kind of matter, non-baryonic matter, that's made up either of a very weird um, collection of quarks mm-hmm. that we consider to be highly unstable, and so we didn't expect them to form. The Spanish Inquisition quarks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, they, were, they were not seen as terribly likely, but given the observable data, either it is quarks that we're familiar with subatomic particles that that we know and have identified mm-hmm. that are combining in a way that we're not familiar with, or I mean, or anything. Yeah. This kind and of, we'll get into yeah, what could be just about, and we'll, we'll absolutely get into that. Um, but it's important to understand this question of quarks now, because it's going to come up a few more times and mm-hmm. why we keep saying baryonic matter. And um, it's, it's just, it's such a cool thing to, because it's you, you never you don't think that the 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 variety of quarks that go into making a proton or a neutron matters. You know, you're like, well, I guess somebody somebody cares a quark's about a quark. it. But it matters hugely. And the quarks pun have, intended. Ah, oh, boom. Um, here's another fun example, though. Oh, um, a nuclei. Uh, sorry, nucleus. A neutron uh-huh. made up of quarks. Super unstable. Hmm. However. In an atomic nucleus, it is stabilized by, by the, the proton, proton and the electron, mm-hmm. and so there there is precedent even in in the the matter that that constitutes all of us and everything we're familiar with for something that on paper shouldn't exist that often. It's it's an unstable thing finding a way to to stabilize itself. Life uh, 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 finds a way. <laughs> so. <laughs> And now, everybody, take a sip. That's right. Let, let that sink in a little bit. Boosh. We should we should take little little breaks because this this is a rich pie mm-hmm. to be shoving it's, our hobo yeah. faces oh, in. Oh man, <laughs> it's like it's like eating a bowl of fluff. <laughs> it's like 
It's like the time that Tabitha ate That's that right. <laughs> the deconstructed <laughs> s'more. Uh, for the record, quote unquote, Tabitha kept eating that bowl after we were done recording. I heard it was all right. She told me to tell you to shut up. It was good. <laughs> one, one more thing. One more number here in the Milky Way. That's our galaxy. Not our solar system. Our galaxy, the whole the whole yep. deal. There is twenty times more dark matter than baryonic matter. Bam, bam, balam. <laughs> Dedicating this one to dark matter. <laughs> dark matter also unique because it does not interact with light slash electromagnetic radiation. Yep, it neither absorbs nor reflects light, and that is huge. Yep, because. Every other type of matter that that we know of does somehow or another. That's the thing. We, you almost think that, oh, in our realm of experience, the things that don't interact with light just reflect it and move on with their day. Mm -hmm. But that's an interaction. You smug son of a bitch. (laughs) You didn't know everything. Everyone on the planet scientific community who, who definitely are listening to this. Oh yeah. (laughs) To their compile right now. I hope that no scientist is listening to this because, man, we might go like we might have to do a month in the penalty box. Yeah. Hello, I'm. Welcome to Oh Jesus! I just yell when I'm in there. Yeah. So how do we even know that it exists? Right. That's that's what we're aiming for on the target. That's right. It's because one of the federal government told me. I mean, besides the numbers of velocity and mass being irreconcilable, yep. uh, there is another way to observe the presence of dark matter. Uh, and you've already mentioned uh, another way to tell is the gravitational lensing. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if there's, a, if there's another way to, to visualize this. When you look at a bowl of Captain Crunch, when you look at a, a distant star, the light's coming right at you. Yep. But light that would that's going off in a different direction. Let's say it, you you know you would never see it directly, uh, you, and since it's not coming at you directly, you would never see it from the side either. You just you wouldn't see that light. Well, that light is then bent towards you, and you do see it. So it's almost like if you uh, take a pumpkin. Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen. The Universal Pumpkin has returned to the podcast. Explain some science with a pumpkin. If you take a pumpkin, you sit it on a pedestal, and you're looking straight at the pumpkin, well, you you stick a a spear in the top of it. Pierce the side of the pumpkin. You can't see the the tip of the spear. Well, let's see. You can't see the end of the spear because the tip's probably going in the pumpkin. You can't see the tip of the spear because it's in the pumpkin, dude. But you can't see the end of the spear because it's pointed up at the ceiling. Okay. Well... Something is between you and the pumpkin that has enough gravitational mass. The spear actually bends downwards, and you do see the end of it. And this is one of the ways that that scientists can tell there is something out there that causes the light rays to bend like this. The spear is the light ray in this analogy. I've got I've got I've got a better pumpkin analogy for you. Okay. Imagine you got a pumpkin, and it's on a pedestal. And exactly, the pumpkin is exactly between you and another guy. 30 feet, you're each 30 feet away from the pumpkin, but you can't see each other. Pumpkin's in the way. That guy's got a bow and arrow. And now if he shoots, 
straight at you, he's just going to hit the pumpkin. The pumpkin is a star. But this pumpkin's pretty massive. If he aims just to the side of the pumpkin, now, if the arrow went straight, he'd miss me. It would fly off to the side and it would never hit me. But this pumpkin is so massive that it actually is able to pull on the iron steel tip of the arrow as it passes the pumpkin and pulls it ever so slightly back. And so that arrow gets pulled in by the attraction of the pumpkin and still hits me. That's gravitational lensing. Okay. I mean, mine was in mine. The pumpkin was the guy in the, the arrow. The, the spear was the arrow. I think I'm just having a hard time. Like this is a, this is complex and it's a hard time. It's hard to make an audio. Yours is better. Obviously, <laughs> I don't think so. I just I, I, I'm bad at visualizing we, we just, stuff when you describe, you know, like that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, when I'm describing it, I see it in my head and it makes sense. Yeah. You like okay, you, in, wait, in, wait. in my scenario, I don't I didn't pick anything. Uh, I, I, I just had dark matter is this who knows what in between me and the pumpkin. The pumpkin was the star that was emanating light. Right. And and the the spear was the ray of light that that then got bent to where you could see it. Yours is better though because uh, the pumpkin is dark matter. Yeah. And then somebody shooting an arrow. The arrow is the light. The light gets if he's shooting to the side of the pumpkin, not at the pumpkin, shoots to the side of it. It gets bent by the huge gravitational pull and comes in to hit me, yes. who it otherwise wouldn't hit at all. I'm just glad that we both had pumpkin ideas. Well, it is hard to, to visualize through yeah. through the medium of podcast. But we're not going to stop. Yeah. Just try try that, and we'll come back to pumpkins later, and I'll make sure about it. Uh, <laughs> it's Thanksgiving time. Of course we're coming back to pumpkins. And then what's causing the light to get bent, that's what is theorized as, as being the dark matter, because... Uh, otherwise there shouldn't be anything there. We shouldn't. There's a lot of lensing going on with no stars present with no observable source of mass to bend that light. And this is, uh, coming straight from the horse's mouth, Mr. Einstein. Mm -hmm. And, And you would be surprised how sensitive our instruments are and how often gravitational lensing is used as a tool. We use gravitational lensing to determine um, how many planets a sun has. Oh yeah. Um, uh, the, the speed, I mean, it's, we use it for so many things. We actually are very, very sophisticated with determining uh, curvature of light in space. It's yeah. one of the, it's one of our best tools for learning about, uh, uh for a number of reasons. And Einstein was the first, was the first one, right? To put forward the idea that gravity would affect the the path of of light yes and because and that's 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 the big thing that's the equals mc squared when you link energy to mass it means that that, that's a two-way street that that things that affect energy can affect mass things that affect mass can affect energy Mm -hmm. and you you make them both subservient to gravity yeah i just saw interstellar i haven't seen it the other night i heard that um they finally put the uh the dinobots in there they did thank god uh, I really liked it. I, I really enjoyed it. It's a long movie, but I personally was was entertained the whole way through. There was a. I'm not going to tell you what happens, but don't. It's part and parcel with what we're talking about in terms of gravity, mm-hmm. uh, because there's a whole in the bucket. Dear Liza, concept. Oh. <laughs> Pudding. Uh, there's a whole concept of gravity bending space time. 
which is what uh, Einstein yep. uh, put forward. And uh, gravity can slow time down. That's how powerful gravity is. Not only can it bend light, but the more massive um, an object, the slower time goes so that in, in, in the movie, this is, this is one thing. I don't think this will spoil anything for you, but they land on a, a uh, huge planet and the gravity, you know, is, is many times what, uh, what Earth's is, or at least, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a percentage higher than what Earth is. And on the planet, when they're on the planet, an hour equals seven years in regular time, regularly perceived time. So if they stay an hour on this planet, seven years will have elapsed in the spaceship that's orbiting the, the planet. The planet dog year. <laughs> in the dog star series. Right. Uh, anyways. Which I, crazy. I, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and that happens on our, I mean, okay, I have to say this. That is a gross exaggeration. That kind of gravity would collapse people into subatomic dust. But, yeah, yeah. but like even on our own planet, people who live at sea level like they actually time is slower for them than people who live at elevation um you it's it's obviously tiny fractions of a second oh yeah they they've put an atomic clock on on an orbiting satellite right and and determine yep they've confirmed that yeah they've confirmed it and there's there's no shortage of um classic uh heinlein style uh science fiction that deals with this problem that you leave earth, you're traveling close to the speed of light, which requires you to um, approach infinite mass as you get closer to the speed of light. Mm -hmm. And so time for you slows down and Mm -hmm. for the rest of the world. So you, you, you go on your, your light speed trip for a year and you come back and a hundred years have passed on earth. Right. That's like a, that's like a common, you know, trope with um, classic science fiction and people still talk about it because at the time it was a new, like, Oh my gosh, that's a real thing that time is is also gravitationally variable. It mm-hmm. can be affected. Yeah, which uh, you know it, it blows my mind because it's like for us, time is one thing that's constant and and ever marching forward towards death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it's nuts to to think about it that way. But it has that has a lot to do with with what we're talking about as well. And and this dark matter has this kind of uh, effect. So I mean. So it would has, you think that time would slow down if you go through a, a field of dark matter? No, it's it's a it's a different it's it's not quite as 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 direct as that. And again, all time is relative, so it's it's still your the time you experience relative to what someone else experiences. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not that that it's not like the people who are atro- approaching light speed are talking all slowly. To them, time is passing totally normally to Mm -hmm. them it's relative to the other things around them so you could go through uh, and and again that is an extraordinary amount of mass when we talk about gravitational lensing you're talking about enough dark matter and it's disparate uh theoretically there's a few different theories about how uh, and we'll get to that because i've got some some numbers on on that how you know how big a chunk could you bump into those kind of questions but this is on a on a a, a galaxy scale. A galactic there's, yeah, there's, scale. There's yeah. an arm extending hundreds of thousands of light years that's made up of dark matter, and that in total has enough matter to bend light to to achieve these these effects of right. of, of a hypermassive item. Um, so it's 
it's not something you run into. And I, I, we may have talked about this in black holes or time or two, but black holes. Did we do an episode on that? Have no. I time traveled? Yeah. <laughs> but I think, I feel like we talked about it this at one point where if you fall into a black hole where there's a singularity, where the gravity well becomes infinite, mm-hmm. um, that if you were transmitting as you went in, you would to people outside of that, it would sound like you were transmitting forever. Like they would hear you scream for eternity. <laughs> but um, in space, yeah, that's true. No that's the good thing. Uh, but you know, like these, when you get in, that's one of the really fun and interesting things. And it's one of the reasons why Einstein had to create uh, a, th- a theory of gravity because Newtonian gravity stopped. It didn't describe these amazing, huge uh, concepts. It, it breaks down when you get to these, these giant orders of magnitude also, it breaks down when you get into these very tiny orders of magnitude. Yeah. And new, uh, uh, Einsteinian gravity also breaks down. Yeah. So that's why you've got uh, quantum mechanics that explains the very tiny blah, blah, blah. But you would be having to pull some very serious other maneuvers for you to, to temporarily notice the gravity distortion from dark matter. I see. Okay. I bet you're wondering how we determine dark energy at this point. Man, I am so hard. You mentioned it earlier, but um, it's called redshift. Yeah, yeah. And this is a fairly new concept, Nobel Prize winning concept. Uh, the speed of a galaxy moving away from the observer can be determined by observing how its light changes color. Mm-hmm. Uh, the faster it moves, the redder it gets. Yeah, items moving away from you are red-shifted. Items moving towards you are blue-shifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's Doppler effect. Mm-hmm. To- it's, the, it's the reason why a car horn changes sounds. It goes... As it approaches you, every time the 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 horn emits a sound wave, the actual horn itself has moved a little bit further, so it's compressing the sound wave, mm-hmm. blue shifting it into uh, a higher frequency. And then Af- when, it- when it passes you, it's the horn, the emitter is leaving you, so it's actually the- every time that it emits another sound wave, it's a little bit further than it normally would. So it's elongated. It's a red shifted. Yeah. The wavelength, the sound wavelength gets longer and longer and mm-hmm. that makes the sound lower and lower. Yep. I mean, not, not to, it's not like, but you hear like it, that. You, you hear it but all the time. Train yeah. whistles, things like that. That is Doppler effect. That's red and blue shifting, although on an acoustic scale. Right. And this works for galaxy movement as well. Mm-hmm. And it's been observed. It's been pretty much proven. It's just that we don't know what this force is that's no. moving the, that's, that's accelerating galaxies to, to move away. And that's the thing that is, yeah, that's when you say big bang, you imagine a giant water balloon going off and everything flying out, but, but slowing as it goes out from this huge ancient explosion. But our universe is accelerating. That's right. It's going faster. It's exploding harder. <laughs> And so, obviously, in order for something to accelerate, you need to have something driving it. What yeah. is the what is the energy driving that? Hmm. So that's what's termed dark energy, and that's probably about all we'll say about that. Let's get into some explanations of what dark matter is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's start out with neutrinos. Uh, neutrinos are elementary particles that get emitted by nuclear reactions. Uh, they stream at near the speed of light. They don't interact much with other particles, which means they slip through virtually everything. And are occasionally, they're very fast. Very fast. Uh, They are occasionally, incorrectly, accused of being faster than light. 
There was a little hullabaloo uh, in Europe a couple <laughs> years ago. Real exciting, that. but <laughs> womp womp. There could be trillions of them uh, flying through you right now. Yeah. Every second. Um, fun fact, uh, when I was at the South Pole. Uh, oh, we- you went to the South Pole? Oh, shut up. You get me later. <laughs> Everybody will hear it. And I, I can't cut it out because we reference it multiple times. In yeah. Um, You'll get me. <laughs> um, yeah. When I was down there, there was a few really great experiments going on. And this was all in service to trying to find uh, the Higgs boson. And so they had a thing called Amanda, which is the Antarctic Muon and Neutrino Detection Array. Wow. And uh, it was this amazing thing. Uh, uh, it was a, a three-dimensional um, I hope so. Lattice that they built into the ice. They they sunk these huge deep holes into the ice and then hung detectors like like Christmas lights on these long lines and then they filled the holes back in. And so it was this the the ice was just this great medium to hold them. And at the South Pole, because of the the magnetic um, uh, field of the Earth is is very weak there, it mm-hmm. has the least distortion. And so that's what they were doing is neutrino detection. Cool. Yeah. Plus a lot easier to, uh, or a lot quicker to get to absolute zero. <laughs> yeah. It was, you know, that was the, the weird thing is that even at the South pole, um, yeah, they used, uh, liquid nitrogen and liquid hydrogen to, to cool the equipment and yeah. they had to fly that in on these big doors. And, uh, a good friend of mine was in charge of that. And I think I have a video of me huffing a lot of, um, liquid helium off the tanks. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Cause it's, you know, South pole, what else are you going to do? <laughs> Uh, the problem with neutrinos is, um, do they have mass? That's what we are trying to figure out right now with, with, uh, very delicate detection systems. In this, this, uh, the detection array, its job was to record the interaction of a neutrino impacting another particle and making the subsequent, uh, muons as a result. Mm -hmm. Like that was, I think it was muons as a result. But yeah, that's what they were trying to find is that neutrino impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every time they thought they had a hit, it was a big deal. Like they would, everyone would collect in the galley and we'd be like, okay, this is our data. Now we're going to go over it. And they'd be like, no, false alarm. Jeez Louise. I feel, I got I feel like there's a part of me that while we're trying very hard to explain this and, and I know that I understand it, I feel like I'm, I'm almost certainly made mistakes explaining it. I feel like, man, we're going to get wailed on with penalty boxes. I feel like we should declare ourselves immune this episode. I'm just saying, I'm putting it out there. I mean, it's a... Put it out there. It's an ignoble thought, uh, to be sure, but uh, (laughs) we we are definitely delving into new territory for for blurry photos. That's true. You know what? Bring it. Bring it, punks. I'm not afraid of you. Don't don't bring it, okay? Bring it. Just... Let, I mean, let us nitpick it. Let us try for, for goodness sakes. We're Did trying you notice something in the new. intro that it, he was being referred to Dave, but his real name is David. What? <laughs> Bring it. Is that all you got? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I, you know, I, I thought it would be a cool deviation from some of the, Oh, I love it. I'm, this is, this is, this is the, one of my favorites. If you guys like it, we, we can yeah. definitely do more. There's plenty yeah. of Would you like theoretical to hear us? physics out yeah. there. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But okay. anyway, keep trucking. There is not enough neutrinos out there to account for all the dark matter. That is one reason why they're probably not a good candidate to to be dark matter. Plus, they're probably too hot to even uh, have have mass to 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 be matter at all. Yeah, they 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 would need to condense 
first. They would need to get cooler, condense into something that was actually um, that actually carried some weight and had some gravity to it, which leads us to axions. Yeah, which are hypothetical particles that are slow and cold enough that solves the problem of of the neutrinos. Uh, and they rarely interact with baryonic matter. That helps. That's a that's a point for them. Here's the problem. They're, they haven't been directly observed yet. <laughs> no, but there are some hardworking Mother Hubbards mm-hmm. in uh, abandoned gold mines. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's one in, uh, I think, South Dakota. The uh, Axion Dark Matter Experiment, where for some reason the X is capitalized. Oh, well, you got to. They're Gogurt drinkers. They do kickflips on skateboards. They don't wear helmets. They don't care who they hurt. Um, Including themselves. But they, um, they've been scanning for very particular mass ranges. And they're like, you know, they scan, nothing. How about now? Nothing. And yeah. they're, they're just about to upgrade their, their rig. They've leveled like, up. Much like the South Pole. They have a problem. The colder their gear is, the faster it can work. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're just about to set up a new refrigeration system. So they should really be able to rip through it. But yeah, they're doing a lot of great work on it. Sweet. So Axions is knocking at the door, but we haven't let him in yet. That's right. You know who else is knocking on the door? Who? Wimps. Wimps. There's two varieties. There's light wimps and heavy wimps. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Can't get enough of your wimps, baby. <laughs> Uh, weekly interacting massive particles, WIMP. These are clouds of particles that we have yet to explain, which do not react strongly to other particles, but when they encounter each other, they annihilate and give off a gamma rays. Mm-hmm. Non-baryonic. Non-baryonic. They're not directly observed. They've been hinted at in experiments, but there's no conclusive evidence yet. But this would be a huge cloud of particles that we can't that the we don't have the the capability to measure or see right now now and that here's the weird thing though uh and i read this uh in, in one of the, the papers that was that when they're trying to determine um you know is this like a fine vapor that's out in the cosmos are they are there chunks are there baseballs of this stuff floating around and weirdly enough, there's a range. And, and they've kind of mapped something out, right? Yeah. And they, they've found some indirect ways of kind of seeing approximately what it would look like mm-hmm. um, for what they're looking for. Like th- it has to be between A and B, where A is about 55 grams. And anything smaller than that, and apparently there was some sort of detector, because they, they didn't go into detail on this, on Skylab, which is late 70s. Anything smaller than that in Skylab would have detected it. And then on the upper end is like 100, one, 1 million, billion, billion grams. So big stars, you know, because. Again, yeah, let's hope that doesn't come crashing into the system. <laughs> because of the very, the very uh, discernible effects of, of very immediate gravitational lensing of of, of around an object, you know, mm-hmm. you could determine the edges of it if it was bigger than that. So they actually have a range that they're, that they're looking for. Hmm. And, and I wonder, so these particles, they, 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 obviously they have to interact gravitationally. Mm-hmm. They think that maybe there's some, um, weak nuclear force going on. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I wonder like if you were in a starship riding through this, say it was all the size of volleyballs, 
I mean, do you hit it and it just, it just flies apart? Cause only, only gravity, which is one of the weakest attractive forces, ironically is, uh, is, is when you compare it, you know, to, uh, some of the other electromagnetic, uh, yeah. Some of the other atomic, uh, you know, attractive strong forces or things yeah. like that. It's, it's amazing. But if that, that's all it has going for it, it's kind of interesting. I, I don't know. Hmm. So that's, that's another cool thing I read about wamps. Wamps. Well, what, uh, what about on the other end of the spectrum and machos? Macho, oh, macho, man. That's right. I want to be. I want to be a macho man. Macho man. <laughs> I'm never going to stop doing Orson Welles. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can tell it's a good one because I make sure to say what I was doing. Machos are massive compact halo objects. Yeah. These are non-luminous massive objects. We're talking Jupiter size and yep. up floating around. They're very dark. They could be brown dwarves. They could be uh, neutron stars. They could be black holes mm-hmm. that we just can't see with our instruments, but they definitely have an impact uh, on gravi- gravity around the area, gravitational impact, right? They, they definitely bend yep. space-time light. They're known in those neighborhoods as ne'er-do-wells and miscreants. Uh, it's just – it's it's – a bunch of junk that's just floating out there that's dark, that's black, that, that we can't see. These are definitely uh, tangible things, and it's just that we can't see them, and we're kind of being silly thinking there's something other than that. Um, the, uh, the There was an interview just uh, just like within the last three days that, that I read, and it was about these different teams that were all looking – for dark matter, but they were looking for different kinds of it, different particles. And all of them, they're like, you know, they were, they were all really genial too. That's not like they were like competing or anything, Mm. but they were like, you know, I gotta, if I'm being totally honest, I don't think any of us are looking for the right thing. And they all were like, yeah, we kind of get that feeling too, but they, they have to check what they're checking. they, They have to be able to eliminate these options. They have to say, well, this is our best guess. We think it's wimps. We think it's axions. Mm-hmm. So they're like, well, then we have to look for them. But these guys are like, we are looking for a solution in terms of things that we already understand. And they said, they're, they're, I, they're like, we, everyone thinks that when we finally get a hold of some of this stuff or, or able to really track it down, that it's going to blow our minds, that it's going to have interactions that we didn't even know were possible. Mm-hmm. Particles that we don't have described or even have in our lexicon anywhere. He's like, you know, they're, the universe doesn't have to play by the rules that work in this corner of things. And, and that's a really cool idea. I thought that even the scientists are like, well, we're looking and we hope to find them. It'd be great if, if we could, if we, if we guessed right, but there's this kind of undercurrent that what they're really doing is just doing the due diligence, good college try so they can scratch that off their list and say, okay, what's the next idea of what it could be? Yeah. And I, I I think that's great. That, um, Sounds like it, it leads to, to the next thing that I've got on my list, that dark matter is actually gravity from objects in another dimension. Whoa. And uh, forgive me for wading into this mire, <laughs> but I'm going to go in because I dropped my keys and <laughs> we're going to try it. <laughs> this it's, it's been proposed that space time exists or rather appears four dimensional and nearly flat. Mm-hmm. This space-time encompasses a membrane 
which everybody just shortens to brain, B-R-A-N-E. Okay. In, uh, in looking for a single unified field theory or an M theory or a theory of everything, mm-hmm. the thought that large extra dimensions may exist, especially when reconciling string theory. Right. <laughs> Stay with me now. Our brain world, just imagine a sheet of paper. Keep saying membrane world, even though they don't say that, because it sounds like you're trying to make it into somebody's thought idea. All right. Uh, Our membrane world, you think of a sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. We're a a dot on it. We're a... A A doodle of dick butt. (laughs) Not even that. Not even that big. (laughs) Just just like a a, a pin dot. This is the the four-dimensional space-time that we occupy, right? Yeah. May have one or more shadow membranes nearby. That would be another piece of paper that you would put up next to it, right? Since light does not propagate through the membranes, we can't observe that. We can't observe anything from this other membrane. Mm-hmm. But gravity may propagate through. Oh, so so it's almost as though like if that piece of paper had a fold in it, that fold would kind of get pushed into the next piece of paper. Um, uh, more more so like if it had a a massive uh, dot on it that the the gravity from that massive dot which would be anything a, a huge something with a lot of mass right. in in our typical world our, our typical universe that that we think is is real um, <laughs> that the the gravity would be so strong from that it would influence this whole other sheet of paper that we're on I don't think that that's that that crazy I don't either but, um, you know, they, they have, you know, uh, an electron will, a single electron will, will interact with itself in every position it can be in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so why not? Sure. I mean, the thought that, you know, gravity, like you said, gravity is, is one of the weaker of the fundamental forces. But to me, if that were the case, if it had, you know, if it could exert itself through uh, dimensions, that's pretty powerful and kind of a... A, a curveball. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's the same way. You know, I think gravity is one of the, the weaker forces, but in in the same way that water is soft. But you know, let's get off fortune cookie. You know, water erodes mountains. It cuts through rocks. Well, yeah. You know, because of it's it's intractable. You know, it just it just it doesn't stop. Yeah. So same thing with gravity. You know, if it, it it's it's a weak force, but on these huge scales, well, it it don't quit. Gravity could move mountains. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> anyway, that's you. You've you may have seen a show or, or uh, a video or something sliders of, of some. No, <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, um, you you may have seen a video of some somebody holding uh, a bowling ball and putting it on a trampoline, like in the middle oh, of a yeah. trampoline, and then that's them saying. This is a, a a star. It's exerting uh, its gravity and bending space time. The trampoline is space time. So then, when they roll a marble around it, yeah. it gets effect. It, it it pulls it in a different direction from the straight line that you roll it in. Yep. And then it starts encircling the the bowling ball. Blah blah blah. Well, just imagine that there is uh, another trampoline above. The the first trampoline that's, with the bowling well, that's ball. why I said if there's a fold in the paper, I was thinking exactly of that of that description. I was like, oh, so if this had a massive thing and it was pushing down, it's pushing the, yeah. could be pushing it or it could be pulling it from you know from the right. bottom or whatever. You know, yeah. it's I don't know where the paper's at, guys. It's four dimensional, but 
But you know, I, I, I can, you know, why, why the hell not? There is, there is no question that there are a huge amount of things. It's not like we have all the basic building blocks right now in the Lego kit and are just waiting to build the dragon. Like, right. That's not the case. Right. There are so many more things that we have no concept of. We have a very limited understanding of, of, of physics on that scale. Right. And that's what I love about this. Like dark energy is like this, this huge warning that there is a lot we don't know. And that, that, that it's, it's, it's inescapably there. We know it's there, but we can't explain it. And I think that's perfect. That's exactly what people need. You said dark energy. Did you mean dark matter? What's the diff? And for that example, I meant both ways. Cool. There's, there's this, there's, there's this stuff out there that is acting and doing and being acted upon and that we can't explain. That's, that's big all. enough to affect galaxies. Yeah. That is huge and important. And, and that's the thing. I, that's the best part. It's 95% of the fucking universe. Yeah. It's, it's not like some tiny, weird, minute detail. We're the tiny, weird, minute detail. It is the foundation of how (laughs) everything else is happening. And knowing what it, what it is, this is the search for what it is, knowing what it is, figuring it out. I mean, that, that just, it gives us a little piece of our 5% back. And I think that, you know, ultimately it helps predict things that, that we would otherwise have no idea about. It would, it helps understand how we fit in with, with things. I, to me, that's, yeah, you know, that, that's worth something. Yeah. I, I, I think there's nothing better than a humbling mystery to find out that there's something that's so fundamental to everything. And we don't, we don't have clue one. Yeah. I I think that's great. And and it also, you know, it seems at first uh, a little overwhelming and, and sad and lonely that, that we're only part of 5% of the universe, but at the same time, Makes us pretty special. Hey, look who's unique. Here's the ribbon. So everybody yeah. gets a ribbon. Every, everyone, all baryonic-based entities get a ribbon. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, yeah, there there you go. That's our first foray into darkness. Oh. And uh, the fart of darkness. That's dark matter in a huge. Hypermassive. High Gravi- gravity, gravitationally lensing, <laughs> light bending nutshell. Boom! Um, and now it's time to to fly <laughs> straight into the black hole. That's right. <laughs> Where Maximilian the robot has human eyes. Please, anyone who got that reference, you are my favorite people. And if you didn't, it's not too late. But I ain't gonna tell you where it's from. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, it's time to breach the singularity that is puns. Space. <laughs> Flora, you start. Okay. That's that's what I'm like thinking. Uh, how about a massive object that somehow exerts force on probably 95% of pop culture? Oh, really? Dark Shatner. Oh, nice. I love Shatner. Oh, I'm not going to get an impersonation here? <laughs> well, struck out on that one. All right, how about how about this? I'm in the pun zone, dude. Okay. Very focused. I can't be detected. All right. I right. neither admit, absorb, nor reflect light. <laughs> well, that's a bad Shatner. But then again, well, that's all Shatner. I wanted something. <laughs> um, okay. Did you hear 
that um, there are actually organisms. I mean, that are that are composed of dark matter. Really? Yep. And um, they're they're just like us. They have hopes, wings, uh, dreams, and I don't have wings. <laughs> they have wings. They do. They have aspirations. Are they angels? Um, no. But um, at one point in their history, one of their test pilots was badly, horribly injured. Are they Russians? No. And uh, he was thrown out of the aircraft, the test vehicle. But I mean, limbs lost. Wow. But they decided. What if we use these other particles, these extraordinarily rare? Did you know that only only 5% of the universe has these particles? They used them to rebuild him better, faster, stronger. It cost them $6 million. Yeah. They made him the baryonic man. <laughs> Lee Majors is. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Baryonic man. I have a theory for for that bending and warping and that heavy force in your gut. Oh God, D- don't I know it? You know what it you know what it could be? It could be one of two things. What? Shrimps and nachos. Oh, truth. <laughs> Both at the same time even. <laughs> oh. Uh. Oh, you know, there's another somatopic particle that is um very slow. As a matter of fact, it doesn't really move fast at all. But Scientists have been trying to collect these particles because they're just so good when you spread them on toast. <laughs> Nutellos. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, yeah. Very, very delicate instruments to catch it. That's right. A knife and toast. <laughs> A big old spoon. <laughs> well, them's puns. Them's puns. You're welcome, America. I've been telling you this for months, Dave. <laughs> now... With the help of the scientists of the world, we shall attempt to delve into something so strange, so poorly understood, that we don't even have the foundational theories to describe it. We barely have a term for it. <laughs> Some call it Washitunka. The ancient Vedics called it Miwaur. We, scientists, can only call it Listener Uh, I thought the the Vedics were giant cats, right? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) All right, straight out of the mailbag. Oh, God. You reach in and just 15 green tentacles grab your hand and you start hearing the the mnemonic hiss of madness build in your mind. (laughs) Then they just let go. They're like, "Mm, maybe later. Because... Thulu hungers. Thulu or Thulu. I'll have to get Ken in here for this. But Cthulhu hungers. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's right. The, the thought, the idea is the, writing in? Yes. The, the verb? The concept. The concept? The hunger of Cthulhu <laughs> has voice. Jeez. And I it, mean. And ears. He and is and beyond it, all comprehension. That's true. So that makes sense. Uh, hits us with this. First time writer, long time listener. Hi. Uh, thank you. Uh, did you know there's a little known fact that uh, Diggy Toots hit single Slender Man in Black, which accompanied the movie of the same name, was actually ripped off from a great 1982 single by Rasputin Sharimi featuring Richard Nixon. It was called Sending Bohemians to Grab Your Ass. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'd listen to it. Yeah. yeah. I want to listen to some Nixon, some Nixon tracks. That arrow hit many targets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, <laughs> which, and this makes perfectly good sense, 
Cthulhu Hungers requests some HP Lovecraft. And I think for that, one might just turn your mind back to our amazing two-parter with the ignominious Kenneth Height. Lots ever, of Lovecraft. Ever heard of him? Yeah. Nothing, of nothing but. Nothing but. I almost suspect that you've heard this before, so maybe I'm not understanding that. Um, also uh, has some ideas for some show topics that we have discussed and 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 maybe a little too quickly just thrown out with the bathwater. So we'll uh, we'll we'll go over it. We'll we're willing to revisit our ideas. Oh, always. Indeed. Thank you very much, Cthulhu Hungers, and thank you for leaving me my my mind somewhat intact. Sure. I mean, I hear the voices, I see the shadow spiders, but. Eh. <laughs> I just yeah. chalk it up to getting older. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the crush of insanity for you. Floor, what do you got? All right. Heard from listener, longtime listener, Jeff. Oh, hello, Jeff. Hello, Jeff. Jeff actually uh, writes in with a little little bit of a short story. Oh, really? Uh, threw a, it out there for a Halloween. Taste of a story. We're, we're, of course, a little late on, on getting to it for Halloween, but, mm-hmm. you know, the spook never stops here. Never. Spook, spook, spook don't quit. <laughs> spook don't quit. Spook keeps going. Spook don't quit. This one, no vajibis, so uh, oh. sa- safe to read. But he sends us um, uh, a, a ghost story uh-huh. for Halloween. It was based on a personal story of his, oh. uh, but uh, it's in short story form. How short? <laughs> yeah, yeah what are you signing me up for here brother i uh i propose this if you've got a short story yo i'll solve it check out my beat while my dj revolves, revolves it. it short story baby ding 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 if you've got one that uh that you'd like us to throw in there and you know the length that we're talking about you've listened to enough of our ghost stories yeah the length is called short the length is short and super short we want haikus, motherfucker. <laughs> and we're, we're aiming for PG-13, of course, with them. But if you want to do that, we might put together a supplemental episode Ooh. and um, and throw that out there. And maybe yes. that's a fun thing to do for Yule. Oh. Because we didn't do ghost stories last Yule. That's right. This we Oh, listener ghost stories? F- yeah. Why not? Listener ghost stories? F- yeah. Uh, and, and Scaring the presents right out of your stocking. <laughs> Stocking is your butt, and the presents are poop. And we'll we'll get to we'll get to that. We'll we'll read we'll read them on on there. We might do a oh f- yeah a special a, a little shorter episode, maybe a supplemental type uh, thingamajig. But you know, for the Christmas holiday, yeah, for for Christmas. Oh, it's coming up, everybody. Saturnalia, dude, guys. Christmas is coming. Uh, but Jeff does... Spell it how you like. Spell it, I'm not here to tell you what you heard. Right? I mean, it's America. You, 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 know. you, could, you could throw an X in there and put yeah. it on cards yeah. at that point. Maybe that's something we could put in the store. <laughs> <laughs> your one-stop wow. supply shop for Christmas presents. Your only stop supply <laughs> shop. <Yeah. laughs> Jeff does wish all uh, our glaucoma patients a happy Halloween. And that's what he's calling Blurry Photos listeners. Oh, I like that. <laughs> also implies that they're high. Maybe so, maybe no. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Jeff, we still got this here. We're going to see if we get any more, and then uh, we'll throw them all on the bonfire and, and toast some marshmallows around it and get naked probably. Uh, but just know we've we've got that fire sparked. Thank nice, you for yeah, writing. Thank you. Thank you, sir. <laughs> wow. You wow. <laughs> face wows oh we got an email from taper oh hi taper hello taper hits us with this uh he really uh, enjoyed blurry photober 
Good. At the point he wrote this, it was an ongoing thing, so I'm putting the past tense in for him. And he has to point out an interesting error that is not a penalty box. Oh, wow. It's just something that he's aware of. And I can see how this would be like a... This is this is like no one at the end of me reading this is going to be thankful for this because it's like a little splinter that you have to carry for the rest of your life. Yeah. But, you know, we're a community, and if one of us has mouth herpes, let's all get it in the most fun possible way. Okay. <laughs> you like where I went with that? Our eagle sound, which we will never stop using. Sure. It is not the screech of an eagle. It's, <clears throat> it's the screech of a red-tailed hawk. Now, the media has been lying... Media's been lying to you for years about this. I've been telling you this seriously. In movies and TV, I'm going to read the rest of this like Alice Jones. Okay. Uh, seriously, in movies and TV, whenever there's an eagle sound effect, they use a cry of a red-tailed hawk. Red-tailed hawk. I wish that he had a big, like weird old Texan man as a as a sidekick. <laughs> red-tailed hawk. <laughs> because it sounds so much more badass. Yeah. <laughs> Lester, did you just stroke out? No. <laughs> He's just so mad at Liberty's dying. Liberals. <laughs> yeah, so uh, even the sound effects library is lying to us. Uh, it's an example of the coconut effect when a completely fake sound uh, or visual effect is used so often in the media that the real thing doesn't even sound right. Like coconuts banging always sound like horse hooves. Um, or common examples include owls making loud wing flap noises, which they don't. <laughs> Loud BP computer sounds, CGI <laughs> shots with lens flare. It's true. Uh, on TV shows, when you type, it's all like... That never happens. No, it doesn't. Or like um, when people hang up in movies and it goes straight to... It's like, well, I... Uh, dial tone instantly. Mm. That doesn't happen. And people still to this day occasionally... This is a holdover from like the 50s where they tap the thing a few times and go, hello? Tap, 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 tap. That is, in my whole lifetime, has oh, yeah. never done anything for anyone. Sure. It has hung up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he also includes some links to real eagle cries, which is great. And the red-tailed red hawk for comparison. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just so we know. Which is awesome. That's a good, hey, after school special sound. Boy, you're getting my smiles out of that one. Wow. Uh, well, I'm just saying it's and in, in, it's worth it. We're learning here. I've got to tell you, it's a before school sound. Oh, no. <laughs> Twist. Y'all got shamaloned. Y'all got red-tailed hawked. Um, he doesn't think anything can be done to fix it. I agree. People well, are never going to come around to it. Don't don't hate me for this. I I knew it because the the sound effect actually is labeled hawk screech. But it just sounds so good. It oh, sounds like freedom to me. You're a part of the industrial complex that's keeping the red-tailed hawk down. You knew what it was, and you lied to me, Flora. You lied to America. I could have blown the whistle. You could have blown the lid off of it. And the lid off. And you didn't. You I'll live with this. Give me give me back that water filter. I'll just... Give it back. No, I've got... Give it I back. Need it. My family needs it. <laughs> I love them. I need it for the FEMA camp. Oh, man. <laughs> um... Yeah. How about this? He could rule it uh, evidence of a, mum- a mundane superpower, an eagle with the uncanny ability to flawlessly imitate a red-tailed hawk. <laughs> Pretty awesome! Wow, that's what uh, we'll. That's that's how we'll. Yeah, that's how we'll do it. Thank you, Taper. Thanks, Taper. Beep, beep, beep. Is there a truck backing up? Beep, beep, beep. 
Is my heart rate going to drop? Am I going to die? Yes, it is. Oh, no. Because it's time for ECG, Bert. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> uh, said so he enjoyed the, the Civil War episode and the Badgers. <laughs> Which is, by the way, the best sound to scare somebody. If you lunge at someone from around a corner, hide under a bush, oh, really? inside a hamburger. I'm sure. It, really? That sound really <laughs> scares them when you lunge around a corner? <laughs> yeah. That's the sound that really sells it. Uh, I use the ba- I use the badger sound to scare Greg Bach, and it oh, worked yeah. like crazy. <laughs> I used like a ten percent badger sound, and he's that's like, "That's all you need." Yeah, of course you were around the corner in the dark too. Well, but. that's proof of my concept. <laughs> <laughs> ECG Bert uh, uh, writes in with with some cool stuff, uh, including suggestions which we appreciate. Love them, and uh, also regarding lucid dreaming, he's oh, done yeah. it on occasion, though it's. Uh, usually not been as exciting as it sounds, he says. He's found himself walking around some empty offices and sneaking around a pickle factory, for instance. <laughs> Paging Dr. Freud. <laughs> he says he has had sex, Ooh. but ended up breaking something, which was rather alarming. Now, by something, do you yeah. mean a pickle jar yeah. or a pickle? Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean break something? Anyway, hearts. Oh, we can go with hearts. (laughs) But anyways, uh, just a week ago, he said he flew for the first time uh, in in the dream. It was an awesome experience. He had his hands at his sides, and he sped through the air like a bullet. Rocketeer style. Mm, Yeah, Uh, though with complete sense of control. So it's like he had the helmet on. And he said it felt so real he could actually hear and feel the air rushing past his ears. Isn't that crazy how how dreams yeah. will those little sensory, details? Yeah. yeah, the sensory memory will will really spring up in dreams like that, and I've I've had some of that recently too. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was reading. <laughs> says as to what the other dreams say about the state of my mind. Please don't bring Floyd into it. Too late, mother bitch. Woo-hoo-hoo. Oh, some sometimes. Sometimes we don't plan a lot of stuff. I had a dream that my job was at a hot dog factory and I had to lick all the mustard off the hot dogs. (laughs) I don't know what it means. Uh, He also doesn't mind our English accents. Oh, thank you. (laughs) She right. She right. Thanks, brother. (laughs) Um, He says he's punishingly bad at puns, so he won't attempt any just in case we want to punch him. For making us endure them. You know, um, it was recently pointed out to me with no small amount of disgust. Uh, I was sitting on the sofa and I was texting you and my friend leans over and goes, honestly, you guys text each other in accents. And I was like, yeah, she she was just like, dear God. Okay. And we did. We were yeah, we were in the midst of like the worst Cockney text. Yeah, it's off. fun. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you, ECG person. Thanks yes. for the suggestion. Thank you, sir. We got an email from the Bombardier. That's funny because I I thought of that, but I've also thought that he's a Mexican wrestler. <laughs> El Bombardier. <laughs> I don't know. It could go either way. I don't care. La Bomba. <laughs> I always thought a really great name for a Mexican wrestler was El, Bomba, El Bombastino. 
And that might be because at some point I saw a Mexican wrestler with that name, but in my mind, that's the penultimate wow. Mexican wrestler. Il Bombastino. <laughs> Il? El? I don't know anything. So sure. sure. I mean, whatever I said. Uh, he hits it with this. Uh, the episode on the Civil War Ghost was beyond argument, our best production yet. Wow. See, this is all for you, Flora. You did this. The quality of the writing. What? The research. Okay. Were evident. Wow. And as well as the sound editing. Thank you. <laughs> did you write this and send nope. it in? <laughs> yes. I um, can't fool you. Uh, Bombardier lives near Gettysburg and he's wow. uh, visited the battlefields and memorials several times. Uh, never been a civil war buff himself, but his parents and grandparents were interested. And so they heard plenty, he's heard plenty of stories about it. And, uh, but they were always, uh, about the strategies and the politics and the, the technology that was used at the time. But, uh, he really liked the, the, the stories and testimonials and quotes and everything. Um, and then, you know, filtered in with the, the ghost stories. He really liked that. Um, and he thought that it was a, a really cool way to do it. And he really enjoyed it. <laughs> thought it would have been horrifying with or without the ghost because it was, it was right, a, right, an awful but... thing. Uh, not sure that our signature brand of humor added anything to the episode, but also didn't detract. So okay. I'll take a wash on that. That's I'll a push. <laughs> we'll leave those chips on the table for the next time. <laughs> and maybe we win. All right. And, uh, the satire of the civil war documentary was spot on. So, Thank you very much. Wow, thank Bombardier. you. Yeah, I'm glad people uh, like that. I, I really, it was, it, was a, it was a swing for the fences, I think. Yeah, and a hit. Well. You brought a lot of runners home. Yeah. Yeah. Game's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for writing in. And we we have one more. Um, oh, yeah? We, we do have some that, uh, you know, we've, we're going to get to. We've, we've mentioned this before, but we've come to a point at which, and, and thankfully, don't stop, but we get more emails each week than we could conceivably get through in an episode that lasted less than three hours. So, yeah. so we, we catch up per episode as much as we can, and then we, then we really clean out the, the mailbox with the supplementals. So that's kind of that's going to be our, our, our format. That yeah, yeah, that's kind of how we do that. So I know sometimes that means it takes a while, and I'm sorry about that. But we're also not going to be like, well, there's a lot of them. So now we'll just read two at random, you know, right. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys take the time to write and we love it. And so you deserve to, to have that dealt with properly. So, yeah. So next time we're, we'll hear from uh, Patty O furniture. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> Do you get it? We'll hear some from Connor. Uh, Smith. Smithing words. Ironicus has written the game. Oh, yeah. So, so we'll keep plugging through. We got one more here uh, from Debura. Gooden talk Debura. Vigita signing. And actually, it's it's funny because he was asking about uh, the Alfaka. Really? Yeah, because we, <laughs> the way we we're saying it, you can't really spell it. <laughs> I was. Uh, I mean, I. We said it every way it could be said. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I actually, I actually uh, wrote back to mm-hmm. I'm probably murdering this name. I'm terrible. <laughs> but um, uh, wrote back and, and provided the spelling and stuff. Uh, and he actually wrote, wrote some really cool information. Oh, sweet. Uh, back, including uh, some info about Slenderman. Because we re, we mentioned the Grossman, yeah, in in the Slenderman episode, and uh, he says he can tell us that he's never heard of of anything like that before the Slender craze, 
And the name itself seems a bit fishy to him because oh. it sounds too much like a literal translation of tall man into German. Oh. And he says if it was a genuine German folkloric name, he thinks it would have been Der Langemann, uh, which I think means- The know, long man? Well, yeah. Um, That's what I got from it. I and, don't speak And he says French. Grossman simply sounds awkward, and I think it even- I think it even does ah. literally translate into like yeah. great man. Or, yeah. You know, something, Somebody who something didn't weird. know trying to make it. Yeah. Right. That's cool. I like that. Thanks for pointing that out. I, I think I like it when people are, are as uh, paying attention to like syntax and, and word usage right. matters. And it's a good way to, to smell uh, a rat. And yeah. And, and I, I love that. And, and please, you know, uh, to our, our foreign listeners who, whom we love dearly. Uh, if, if we, you know, get anything wrong with something that you know about, please, please let us know. That uh, offer does not extend to accents. <laughs> We're going to get those wrong. <laughs> that's, that's intrinsically wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I wrote to him about the Alfaka, made a lot more sense to him. But he says he never would have thought of that entity in relation to hellhounds, which is interesting. He says to him, it's more akin to the Alp. Uh, or in certain versions of lycanthrop or like oh. a werewolf or something. I think we mentioned Alps in uh, one of our episodes. Was it the fairies one? No, no. It was the um, Fairpoint Bullstone. We talked about Alf a lot. Another <laughs> various. Alp. Uh, Alp. Various Melmachians. <laughs> Dave's just being a <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, me then, right? <laughs> Look at me. I'm just ruining old tea party. That's uh, it's it's very interesting too because in the research, uh, it mentioned that it was a shapeshifter, and and a lot of times it it appeared as you know this dog that would jump on people, but it sounds like in reality it's more of a shapeshifter than yeah than what that uh, we were led changer. to believe. But uh, and he says there is a local variation of the myth, right? Proper Remus Lupin that tells of a, a creature named Boxenwolf. That was clad in a wolf's pelt and jumped onto people's backs that traveled through the forests at night. He would let his victim carry him for a short time and then jump off again and vanish into the forest. And the story goes that one time the boxing wolf actually got caught, I guess being on someone's back, and received a severe beating from the local smith. The smith was very surprised to find one of the villagers inside the fur, and it seemed the boxing wolf was just a prankster that delighted in giving his fellow man a good fright. And getting hit with a smith's hammer. Right. Yeah, after after he got that sucking chest wound worked on. Crushed ribs. <laughs> but there's, uh, there is even a statue that had, that was commissioned 40 years ago to commemorate the tale. And he said he, he might even have to uh, take a small jaunt over oh, to yeah. the statue and snap a picture and send it to us, which would be awesome. There's a, a good chance, not a good chance, but there's a chance that uh, a good friend of mine is going to get uh, stationed in Germany, in which case I'm going to go over there, I'm going to visit him. Oh, yeah. Look, look all that crazy stuff up. I can I could probably even try to tag along or jump on oh, your back yeah. in a wolf's pelt and see how far I get, too. I'm going that would to, be fun. I'm going to learn German. My plan is this. Wherever he gets stationed, just by way of me trying to be a really elaborate dick, Wherever he gets stationed, I'm going to learn the language better than he possibly could. <laughs> then, when I go to visit him, I'm going to take him on a tour of the place he lives. It's going to be so much fun. 
devious and delightful. Yeah, I'm a son of a bitch. And also, then I learn a language. That's fun. Oh, well, yeah. There's that, too. Well, Dankeschön, De Pura. Yeah, Thank danke. you for writing. And thank and all of you. Thank everybody. That's all we got for, for this week. Uh, don't forget to go on to iTunes and leave us a review and some stars. Uh, the, the, what's the number of stars? You you probably would do well by clicking five yeah, of the stars. Yeah, I'll tell you, no, no, no. This is terrible negotiating, Flora. You get seven stars. You got to leave us seven stars. Then I, I only want to leave you three stars. Listen, I can meet you in the middle on this, but, it, but you owe me five stars. Is that fair? That's fair. <sighs> Yes. See, that was a dramatization. That didn't actually happen. We just invented that, but that's what would happen. That's That could happen to you. Five stars. Five stars. Easy peasy. Leave us a review. Thank you for all the recent reviews that yes. you guys have been leaving. It's awesome. It's great. It helps us get our name out there. Helps people uh, see us on on the, the lists that are important. Makes me feel like a good person. Also, you can go to uh, Facebook and like us. Yep, we love that. We are, we are already... I mean, I am enjoying like the the what the exponential growth of this, but we are already zoning in on four hundred likes, four hildos, four oh hildos, and then we are on the march to a half thousand, <laughs> a hay thousand, a <laughs> <Hey> penny thousand. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can go on YouTube and uh, find us on Blurry Photos Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at blurry underscore photos find us on uh, stumble upon you could find a way to pin us on Pinterest I don't know how you would do I that, don't know but, but you could do it yeah and then uh, also don't forget there's a donate button that's yeah. free to use oh and except the holidays. for the money that you pay right <laughs> uh, the holidays are coming and uh, maybe 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 now's a great time to invest in blurry photos right, your donations not? are not tax deductible <laughs> and if they were we still wouldn't know how to do that so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you can also go to, we still have, uh, that free audio book oh, membership. Yeah. Audible.com slash blurry photos. And sign org. Dot no, no dot org. No dot net. Audibletrial.com slash blurry photos. You get yourself a free audio book, a 30 day trial membership with audible. And if you don't think that you want a, an audio book, maybe it's not something you've ever done before. Let me throw this little nugget at you. Holiday traveling. Mm hmm. A lot of us are going to be flying, driving, yep, or just surviving. You can I didn't get, mean for that to rhyme, but you mean imagine you have a full rich book. If you if you don't like hanging out with the family that you have to go hang out with, maybe it's not even yours. Pop audiobook, headphones, yep. Just tool out on a sofa. I have got the world slide by. Uh, I've listened to Game of Thrones on there, and and it lasted the whole trip, and then had some to spare. So yeah. The, you can get an eight hour long book or more with with this deal that we're throwing at you. Um, don't worry if you click on it and it doesn't say our name anywhere or, or anything yeah, that like that. Yeah, that freaked me out, but it works. It, it still works. Just uh, trust as, the as, machine. As long as you follow that that link and then you know sign up through there, you get your uh, audiobook. We get a, a a great monetary kickback from Audible, which yeah. helps fund our. Uh, our photos 2.0 our ever expanding empire yeah so check it out we we appreciate it if you do yes indeed and uh i think that's all we got for this episode of blurry photos yes i've been the undetectable dave stecco and i have been the weekly interacting massive particle david flora you wimp <laughs> lay off me now tell him to say bye Stop say it. bye yeah.
You're being such a macho. Say it. Bye. Agenda does not want, want, want a fully weaponized, fully weaponized, weaponized space platform.